chiming in amen amen this is the day that the lord has made we shall rejoice and be glad in it my name is pastor tony and i bring you greetings live christ community church of violin new jersey hey hey we're saving souls and changing lives amen Woo! listen first and foremost besides that i'd like to Apologize for a Sunday morning. We had a lot of technical difficulties, just couldn't get online, just having some problems. And uh, we were able to get on there eventually and uh, couldn't get on on my stuff. So we had to go through my daughter. So if you want to and haven't um, watched uh, Sunday service, you can catch it. Just go on my page. Okay, my daughter did, Larray Knight did share it on her page. Okay, so listen, we are excited because Christ lives on the inside of us. Listen, you can never go wrong with Christ living on the inside of you. And let me tell you, it does change your entire life for the better. It opens up your eyes and your ears and you see things that you've never seen before. And it helps you live a much wiser life. And it helps you to stay focused. It helps you to... Uh, be a better lover, a better person, individual, I mean, all the way around, better parent, uh, uh, better in-law, <laughs> better child, I mean, better neighbor, better driver on the road, I mean, a better person in a grocery store or Walmart, wherever you go, and I mean, it, it just helps you all the way around, and I'm so grateful for that, the word of God, and... Uh, Excuse me. Sorry, that hit me out of nowhere. And let me tell you, we all have problems. Now, the good Lord has blessed me where I really try to keep uh, the word of God simple. And you hear me say a lot that a lot of people want you to think that they're uh, a super Christian. And that they try to make serving God uh, or even studying his word very difficult. And it really is not. Um, you, you, you need your relationship with Christ Jesus because the Holy Spirit has to open up. He has to reveal the word of God to you. You can study and study and study. And I talk with people that get frustrated over time. Because they want more of God, but God is not getting more to them because uh, they're holding on to old stuff. And you can't do that with God. And what is old stuff? 
uh, forgiveness. All right, there might there could be some areas in your life that you need forgiveness in. You need to forgive somebody. And listen, they may not know that uh, you, you have an ought against them. They may not know that. Uh, what happens here is um, you know it, right? You know it. And it may not sound important, but it really is. It actually blocks your blessings because you, you don't want uh, no for unforgiveness in your life because, you know, it turned to a root of unforgiveness. And it blocks... Ugh. Excuse me, and it blocks the flow of of uh, of God in your life or your blessings. And what happens here is you don't want to get stagnated, and you're going to have to learn how to be honest with yourself. All right, and God, because listen, God already knows. So you being honest with God is just you submitting more of yourself over to Him. And when you're being honest with God and, and yourself, uh, listen, somebody may have done something to you years ago and you don't, uh, and you never forgave them. They just say they hurt you and you never forgave them. Well, you have to forgive that. You have to forgive them. Now, you may not necessarily need to go to them personally and say, I, I'm sorry, um, or, or, or vice versa, but... You do it in your heart and you free that person because you bind up your own self when you don't forgive people. You bind up your own self. And listen, you may be involved with somebody that is strong arming you in a nasty way. The, the relationship is nasty and you're doing what you can to keep the relationship going because you believe in your heart. It's right, especially when, you, when you're married to the person. And they have a way of, uh, because they know you're kind to them and you're going to do what it takes to keep the relationship going, and they take advantage of, uh, of your kindness. Uh, listen, you're you going to have to confront that. But you don't have to be nasty about it. But you need to shut it down. One, in prayer. Number one, always. Number two, listen, you try to talk to that individual and say, listen, uh, you... And be honest, say, listen, you are uh, building up inside of me uh, a hatred towards you that doesn't need to be by the way that you uh, you treat me and you talk to me. And I don't want that to happen. And it's making me feel some kind of way about you. And listen, it happens. And you got to shut that down and say, listen, I did not marry you to hate you. I married you to develop a beautiful relationship together and enjoy life together. And if you don't want to do that, then you tell me and we'll do otherwise. But otherwise, you're going to have to stop that. And we're going to have to work on together how we can love each other, how we can love God and love each other correctly. And that's okay to do that because a person knows that they're doing that and a lot of times they need you to confront them in reference to that. And why, why do I say that? Because a lot of times people are afraid to face their fears. A lot of times. And you need a push. You need a push. Well, there's a reason why God allows all of us to face our fears. And that is so that, number one, it doesn't hold you. 
all right? It doesn't hold you captive because it will do that, all right? It will hold you captive. Number two, you need to be free. You need to be free. Whom the Spirit sets free is free indeed. I used to have a fear of heights. Um, I, uh, I had an uncle that worked for the airport for about 50 years. <laughs> I could have flown anywhere I wanted to. Um, but I, I was terrified of flights, which was odd because I used to jump out of trees, climb on the roof, and then one day that fear just hit me and I'll just... Now, granted, now, don't, don't ask me to go climb a, a high telephone, you know, a high pole and change the light because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I did conquer that fear and started flying, air, flying in airplanes. Now I enjoy it. You know, I'd rather fly in an airplane when I travel now. But I had to face that fear, all right? And um, listen, we all have what Paul calls a thorn in our flesh. We all have a thorn in our flesh. And what is that thorn? Well, that thorn is there to help keep you humble. You always need something there so that you don't get beside yourself. You need a reminder to uh, let you know that you're not all that in a bag of chips. That without God, I will say, the Bible says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Who is me? Christ Jesus. We can do nothing. And, but through Christ, we can do all things. And we really need to focus in on staying humble so that we can hear from the Spirit of God and to give us direction. And we definitely need to stay uh, clogged free so that we can receive our abundance that God has for us. Because listen, I love the Lord and, and serving him is beneficial. It's supposed to be. And as I share with you before, I want everything that God has for me. I want that. Um, because he wants to give it to me. And he wants to get it, give you yours. And what's for you is for you. And what's for me is for me. All right. So we're going to start a new topic tonight. All right. I, I still would like to deal um, with that. What, what the one who controls the mind controls the body. Because if I told you the amount of people that I come across daily and weekly that are having some type of mental issues and personal problems. Listen, if we stayed on that topic all, excuse me, all year, it, we still couldn't cover it all. I'm telling you, there's so many people that are having breakdowns. But we're going to start a new topic today, all right? We're going to start a new topic, and we're going to come out of 2 Corinthians again. Oh, oh boy, I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> Early evenings, boy, I get close to bedtime. I'm sorry. Second um, Corinthians chapter 12, and we're going to start at verse number 7. At Second Corinthians chapter 12, for those that are taking notes, and I hope you all are. All right, chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. And our topic is, uh, what is your thorn? Now, don't put, don't put it on. On, on Facebook, don't do that. What is your thorn? We all have something in us that is a, a thorn, all right? And, and you need that something, 
all right, to help keep you humble, whatever that something is. Now, everybody does not have the same uh, thorn, uh, but and then some of you might. Uh, I don't know, and I don't need to know. <laughs> and neither does nobody else, okay? That's something between you and God to help keep you humble. Well, let's let's read, okay? Let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and let's start at verse number 7. Let's read that. Uh, first, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. We ask you to forgive us of all of our sins, seen and unseen. We thank you, Father, for everyone that continuously chimes in these services, Lord God. Father, thank you for the avenue of Facebook Live, Lord God, where we're able to bring forth your word in truth, Father, and understanding, Lord God, and light to this dark world, Father, so that the men can see, Father, your good works and glorify you and have see our good works and glorify you in heaven, Lord. And Father, we love you, Lord, today. Father, we thank you for a fresh anointing to do your will. Father, we thank you, Lord, that may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, Father, I pray, Lord, that I decrease and that you increase in me, that you will speak through me, Lord God, this evening, Lord God. For we love you and we thank you that all hearts and minds are clear and tentative to your word, your precious Holy Spirit, Lord. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. Okay, I'm glad. So nice to see some familiar names. I tell you, on Sunday, we had so many problems uh, with with. Uh, <laughs> technical difficulties <laughs> Whew, and as i said earlier please you can go back to, you can go check my page and you can uh you can see uh sunday service okay we just had to do it a little differently okay all right now second corinthians chapter 12 verse number seven and least i should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I plead with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Isn't that something? Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distress for Christ's sake. Whew! For when I am weak, then I am strong. Isn't that something? You're going to get beat up. <laughs> For Christ's sake, that don't make no sense. But it comes with the territory. Isn't that something? For just telling the truth. You go through a lot of stuff. Listen, I don't know about you, but when I gave my life over to Christ, I went through a whole different set of of uh, of turmoil and pain a whole different set and in addition to the other stuff and look i was a big partier 
I was a big part. I love going to clubs and the more girls to hang out with and to get high with, the better. And 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 the cool dudes that wasn't out there fighting and carrying on. We just out having a good time, get some good food, and yo, let's do it up. And 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 let me tell you, I'm like, oh my goodness, and you'd be surprised. That was okay then, and then some guys would get jealous, but it was easy to keep them out of your business, you know. Then all of a sudden. Uh, I got tired of that life. I got tired of that. And I said, there, there's much more to life. And I, I, I can't keep doing this because uh, I wanted to find my purpose in life. And every man, listen, every man, boy and girl, you need to know. And, and, and because I'm a man, I'm going to say especially a man because he's a leader and he has to have a vision for himself and his family and when he finds his purpose and believe me y'all I had to find mine and I was not satisfied until I did I says because I am not going to exist uh, for nothing I know God created me for a purpose my parents had me I had great parents and I said, and I come from a good family, and I said, Tony, you got to do better than this. Life is more than just partying all the time. Work, party, work, party. Buy clothes, go out, party, work, party. Meet a new chick, meet another chick. Hang out with the fellas, smoke some weed. I'm like, my goodness, and that's it? That, that was life? I mean, and that's it? And, 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 and you, you ever do something that just gets old? And I'm like, it's got to be much more than just, just that. It's got to be much more. And I'm so glad. And then when I found out, I thought those people would be happy for me. And come to find out, a lot of them stop talking to you because sometimes they think you think you're better. Or sometimes they feel threatened because they see a difference in you. They see your light shining. And what it does, it it um, makes them feel uncomfortable. It makes them feel uncomfortable because they know you're doing right. And they know that they should be doing right. And, and listen, your light could be a thorn to some people. Yeah, amen. You doing right could be a thorn for some people to poke them to do right in life. I'll let that soak in a second. Yes, you could be a, the thorn to help somebody get their life together. Isn't that beautiful? So I'll take that. I'll take that thorn right there because people need hope. This is today, I've never seen a society, of course I never lived nowhere else before, so hopeless. A lot of young people are hopeless because they have a lot of times no idea what to do and how to do. And then you get a lot of people, they're so stuck on themselves that they don't want to spend the time to show somebody because they're, they're steady feathering their nest. Steady feathering their nest. And they could care less about you. How do we make that better? Well, 
I'm glad you asked. Okay, now what a thorn means on your side is a person or thing that repeatedly annoys someone or something or causes problems. Hmm, isn't that something? All right, now I got an example here for you as well. Okay, I wrote down. Um, he's been a thorn. <laughs> Check this out. He... Uh, he's been a thorn in my side for years. Have you ever said that about somebody? <laughs> They've been a pain in my backside for years. I'm like, oh my goodness. Everywhere they go, they just cause problems. And when I see him, I just, I cringe. I'm like, oh boy, here we go again. This guy, oh boy. Well, don't you know that that person is a thorn because they push you to want to do better? And God is teaching you how to handle them and that they don't offend you and you don't offend them. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I know it sounds like we're all over a little bit, but we're actually not. It's uh, What happens here is God's word is always teaching us how to manage our lives. Remember we talked about that and our affairs correctly? Listen, it's, this thorn does the same thing and keeps you humble at the same time. And listen, and you don't want to forget where you come from. Now, you may have had this perfect life all your life. You may have. Whoever you are, I don't know who you are. <laughs> because I don't know anybody that has this perfect life. And listen, you won't never have this perfect life. Because as we read, tests and trials will come. But they come so Christ can get the glory out of your life, isn't it? Listen, that's all part of that long suffering again. That fruit of the spirit, boy, I'm looking at it more and more, how it just keeps popping this little head up. And that long suffering is there because, listen, God loves everybody. And for God to use you, that's a privilege and an honor for him to use you to help you grow up and you can reach other people. Isn't that lovely? I know I'm so grateful for that, that God is using me to help people grow up. Here, I'm retired. Uh, look, uh, I said, wow, you know, we can go travel. Or we can go do this and that. And I, I find myself not only spending time with my wife and, and, my, and my, my, my family, but um, I spend a lot of time serving God during the day. A lot of time. Majority of my day. And... I don't let it interfere with my wife, and I don't let it do that because I still am married to a woman, and we still have to enjoy each other. And she allows me space to go ahead and to develop the ministry that God has given us, and she understands that I'm the head of this, and I need to be in order because um, and when you stay in order um, with God, your home life, everything flows correctly. You don't want to get out of balance. That's when it's dangerous. When you get out of balance, you're in trouble. Listen, as I shared with you before, the Bible says a man cannot govern the house of God unless he governs his own home first. You always need to focus in on your home life, sir. Ma'am, always make sure that that's in order and never stop. Keep that in order. All right? So... Don't let little things slide by. No, 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 no. You, you, you correct those problems, but you don't have to be mean and nasty about it, okay? 
you you do it a soft answer turns away wrath you you be kind and listen you want to listen if you're living with somebody you be respectful all right you do you help out around that house you do some cleaning you help pay some bills all right you just don't don't chill out there because that may be your parent or somebody you know they got it no you help out you 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 chip in and you do your part okay because you're not no baby no more okay you're an adult and listen and you pay your way through society and that's okay okay now also <laughs> um paul's chronic disease okay now this is part of paul's um uh, thorn, but he had a chronic disease, and it was uh, and, and the writers call it epilepsy. Okay, and this is uh, offered as the most likely uh, hypothesis. Okay, for uh, for Paul. All right, the possibility of facial motor and sensitive uh, disturbances. All right, coming after uh, ecstatic seizures. Paul had a lot of seizures. Okay. And um, so now the thorn symbolized. So the, this was Paul's thorn. You know, God, why won't you deliver me from this? You know, uh, I've done all these things. I wrote books of the Bible that you inspired in me to do. I, I've, uh, I've done all these wonderful things in your name. And why won't you get rid of this one thing? And I, I, I don't know the complete answer to that. Because I prayed for people to get healed, and sometimes they didn't get healed. But but then in, in another sense, they did. Sometimes healing is God calling you home, taking you out of that turmoil and sickness forever. Uh, sometimes that's a healing, okay? Sometimes that's a healing, and it's not my call. But, you know, it does have a way of keeping you humble. It really does. And I've seen people that uh, were sick, and they served God until they took their last breath. That, that's a beautiful position. Let me tell you, for them to stay that strong and to want to serve God until their last breath, listen, um, I, I, I want my last breath to be serving God as well. Amen. Listen, that, that he catches me serving him and you. And, and listen, I sure do pray that, that God catches us doing that. Now, these thorns also symbolize something. All right. And these are some things that you want to just help keep in your mind. All right. Now, they symbolize sin, sorrow, and hardship. Sin, sorrow, and hardship. Those are some things that they symbolize. Okay. And um, uh, also together with, all right, and, and also check this out. So together with, with the rose, it represents pain and pleasure and isn't a rose beautiful i i know i, I usually buy my wife ro ro roses pretty pretty frequently just because all right just because it, uh no special occasion but because she's married to me and i love her and and i'll buy her roses but those roses have thorns on them and how beautiful they are and you ever notice how a rose it's it's so beautiful even when it's dying it, the colors, it's just, it just stands out. But you better be careful how you handle them because it'll hurt you. Those thorns on there, right? Okay, so there's there's pain and pleasure, all right? And the thorn is a emblem of Christ's passion as the crown of thorns. And remember, excuse me, and remember when Christ 
was put on uh, Calvary's cross. They took the thorns, right, and made a crown and rammed it on his head and it drew blood, right, those thorns. So those thorns, can they represent a, a, a lot of things. There was a lot of pain there, but he bled, he done that for you and I, all right? He done that for you and I. Now, there's a Greek word, of course. You know I got to give you some, some of that because we got some studiers on here and they watching everything that we do on here, okay? So you got to give them something else. So I got to give you a Greek word here because this is the New Testament, which was uh, written in, all right, Greek, okay? And it's, it's spelled A-K-A-N-T-H-A, Akantha, all right, Akantha. All right, and that is a point, a point, all right? Now, let's turn to Matthew chapter 7. <laughs> Ugh, excuse me. Boy, oh boy. Sorry about that, folk. Matthew chapter 7. Yeah, I, I need your patience with this because we got a lot. We'll probably run this series for a little bit as well. You know how I do. Pass the night love series. Because why? We don't rush. Amen. It's important for you to get it. All right. And to get something that's going to help you do better in your life. Okay. Your relationships in every area of your life. I want to see every one of you do exceptionally well in life. That's what our ministry is about. Listen, saving souls and changing lives. Absolutely. Listen, there's no reason to be jealous over anybody or anything. There's plenty out here for everybody. Plenty. Listen, my wife and I, we can only sleep in one house at one time. But we can own a plethora of homes. We could do that. But we can only sleep in one at one time. All right, and, and, and I'll leave that alone right there. All right, Matthew chapter 7, okay. Let's start at verse number uh, 15. Beware of false prophets. Uh-oh, there you go again. I know, you know Pastor Knight's going to say it. It's always something about behavior, and it's amazing how God is always telling us to beware, be alert, observe, Oh, so we are supposed to pay attention to our surroundings and to people. Uh-huh. Yes, always. So that why you're not hoodwinked. You don't get mistreated. So when things come up, you are always ready. You are prepared because the Spirit of God is always going to show you what to do. Why? Because you're staying humble. See, you need that thorn in your flesh. To help keep you humble so that you can hear from God what you need to hear and see to keep you protected. So you need that so you don't come get above yourself so that you can stay protected and you don't get harmed. Does that make any sense? Uh, to me, it don't make sense, but I get it. I get it. But God's logic is not our logic. He says, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As far as heaven is from the earth, so are his ways from our ways and his thoughts from our thoughts. So you'll never figure out God. You will never figure out God, so don't try. You got people trying to figure out God. That's what scientists try to do. 
They spend billions and trillions of dollars uh, studying the Word of God to figure out God. You, you'll never figure God out. But just give us the money. How's that? Quit wasting that money and, and just give it to us. If we just go with what the Word of God says, listen, it's the only book that's past, present, and future. It will tell you what's up. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. And remember, what have we learned in the past? That God will reveal the spirits in whom? In people. Every person you come across so that you know how to deal with them. This is the importance of learning the word of God so that it keeps you constantly protected. Constantly. Now listen, our topic is what is your thorn? Everybody has one. Everybody has something in their life to help keep you humble. Everybody has something. And, and listen, some of you already know what yours is. I know, I know mine. I got a bunch of them. Whew, I got so many thorns, you should call me thorny. Hey, Pastor Thorny. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. You will know them by their fruits. Mm, you will know them by your fruits. Here, I have a garden at my, at my house, right? I have... Uh, boy, my, my, my watermelons has been catching it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I got I got to figure out something else for next year. Holy Spirit, you show me how to do them better. But they're coming along. But, oh, boy, I lost a couple of them, too. Or we lost a couple of them. But I know that that's a watermelon. All right. I have tomatoes. I have bell peppers. And I have cucumbers. We have. And I know what each one of them are. I know what the fruits are. Okay, so when you come across everybody in your life, I don't care if it's one million people at the same time, the Holy Spirit will show you every spirit and every individual around you. He will constantly keep you protected so that you don't get devoured. That's the importance of staying humble. You are not smart enough to walk through life and in every aspect of life uh, by yourself and, and, and not be harmed. You're not that good, and you'll never be. All right, verse 16. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Does that make sense? Bingo, look. That, that was not a hard one, was it? Every good tree produces good fruit. Every bad tree produces bad fruit. Whew. Wow, Pastor Knight. Wow, wait, what? That, that, that was sweet. Mm -hmm. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. Oh, isn't that something? So you keep practicing good. Guess what's going to always keep coming out of you? Good. Always. Nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> Impossible for a plain yellow pumpkin to become a golden character. Remember that? <laughs> I believe, what's that, Cinderella? Okay. So, listen. When someone is bad, they cannot produce good. They, they have to start from the beginning. 
and you got to watch for that. Uh, there, there's some of you that might have a pastor, that, uh, depending on what church you go to, that is a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you'll notice by the signs there. You'll notice, but make sure you're right now. Okay? And you need to see that spirit in you, in them. Not because they may not be doing something that you don't like or you don't necessarily agree with. We're talking about the spirit of God and we're talking about doing what the word of God says to do. So you need to know what the word of God says in order to follow to make sure that the man of God is doing what they are supposed to do. And you'll know them by their good fruits. Amen. If they're bad fruits, then there's some adjustments that need to be made. Period. Does that make sense to you? Or are you one of those people that are just going to ignore it and let them keep doing it and never confront the problem? Then that becomes a problem for you as well. Oh, do we see that a lot in society today? All this mess going on and people aren't saying nothing. Really? And, and, and they expect you not to say nothing or do nothing? Really? And look at the people shutting up. I'm not going to get in that too much, but you see it. You see it like I see it. We watching. Yeah, okay, well, we need to do something. Don't be hearers only. Be doers of the word of God. We got stand up for truth and what's right. Amen. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not telling you to hate the people. Just stand up for what's right. You know what's right. All right, now. Listen, uh, I know you hear me talk about it. They're here. They're giving children an option to, to what gender they want to be. No, you born a boy. With a certain tool, you a boy. You 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 a girl, you born with a certain tool, you a girl. That's it. All right? You don't need to be robbing and stealing and breaking in people's uh, banks and houses and businesses and cars and stuff like that and stealing bikes. That's wrong. And it needs to be dealt with. All right? Government needs to be run correctly. Uh, it's for the people, by the people, of the people. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Not about your own personal agenda. You need to do it right. That's all. Listen, when you go to your jobs, listen, I know my job. I had to follow their rules in order to get what I got. Right? Make sense? And listen, that's why a lot of people don't like good unions. All right? Good union jobs. Number one, they pay better. Number two, you get a lot more with the good ones. You get you get some tremendous benefits. Boy, thank you, Jesus, for, for that. And number three, and I, I probably should have put it first and foremost, it holds the company accountable, all right? Because whatever the rules are, they have to follow the same rules that you have to. They can't come in if they had a bad weekend or a bad night or mad with somebody on the road and change the rules and fire somebody just because they can't come and do that. It holds everybody accountable, just like the word of God is. It's a union here. That's it. The, the, the word of God is a union book. All right. You can call it. It holds all of us accountable to the same thing. Amen. All right. Okay. CWA 1084. Sheree. <laughs> I'm alligator 880. <laughs> All right. So listen, so these unions, listen, they're very important. Okay. So don't be mad at good unions. All right. They bring you better wages, better benefits, and, and management has to abide by the same rules. They can't get out of control. 
Christ showed us. Everything he did was in the book. All right. He followed the book and he showed us that we can do the very same thing. But you got to stay humble. Now, I tell this with people on your job. They pay, they're paying you to do a job and they're giving you benefits. They're not telling you to come in there and change the rules. They're telling you to come in here and do this job. You do that job and don't cause no problems. All right. Mind your own business. Don't cause any problems. You're there to work. All right. You're there to work. If somebody else is not doing their job, don't let that be your problem. You do what you're being paid to do. If you can help and make things better, just make it better. Listen, you may not get compensated right away, but you will. You just ride it out. God will pay you. Listen, you don't know what will come out of that. I'm telling you, listen. All right, verse 19. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Period. You see how you eliminate problems right away? If something does not bear good fruit, you cut it down and cast it away, period. You don't play with it, all right? If there's a cancer, whatever the problem is, uh, when I say a cancer, I'm talking about you see a problem in your life, okay, or something going on, deal with the problem. Don't let it grow to produce bad fruit. Nip it in the bud. Listen, you never dry a baby's butt when it's dry you dry it when it's wet right okay so it's the same thing in life when there's problems shut it down don't let it grow don't give place to the devil all right um 20 verse 20 therefore by their fruits you will know them isn't that something now all that talked about fruits and you'll know them You'll know them. You Now, Christ was saying all this, Christ Jesus, because he wants you to be aware. Christ, here he is on earth, right? Here he is, the son of God. He don't have to do this, but he did it for you and I. To show us that we can do it, that we can walk this earth and be successful, but you're going to go through something. Lord have mercy that going through I'm like you and listen verse 16 was our key verse in that but I'm like you I don't like going through but when I do let's go through right I don't like it the, the least the better so that's why you don't need to create no other problems in your life just do what you're supposed to do and when situations come up just deal with it correctly so that they don't grow does it make sense all right Okay, I'm just saying. Now, also in Luke, all right, let's turn to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. And let's read verses 43 to 45. Luke chapter 6, verses 43 to 45. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Isn't that something? Boy, more confirmation, right? Here's our key verse here. Verse 44. For every tree is known by its own fruit. Let, let, let's say la right there. Let's pause right there. For every tree is known by its own fruit. 
Do you see how you need to tend to your own business? You are an individual. Every tree is an individual. So as we are learning the word of God and we're working out our own salvation, okay? I cannot work out yours and you cannot work out mine and you can't work out nobody else's. I have to work out my own like you have to, okay? None of us are exempt from that. And you are watching these services because you are watching uh, some of the fruits of my labor. Does it make sense? Or you would have never focused in on that. Come on, you was doing other things. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit placed it on your heart to click on Facebook. And all of a sudden, you've seen freckles here. And he says, I like this, what this guy is saying. There's something to that. Oh, boy. And you find yourself every week, twice a week, watching these services. Make sense? Listen, it's not by accident. It's by good fruits. Amen? <laughs> and don't you try to tease me about my freckles. I, I was at a barbecue the other day on Sunday at my boy's house. At my uh, my godson's house, and and uh, my 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 friend's uh, uh, granddaughter was there, and she was looking at me. She says, "You got a lot of freckles." I said, "That's because I'm special, and freckles are for special people." She said, "Well, I'm special." I said, "Well, because I got freckles, I'm much more special." She said, "And I'm not." I said, "You could be if you had more freckles." <laughs> You know I had the best with her, right? Okay. I'm used to that. Okay. How many black guys you see walking around with freckles and well, used to be red hair. <laughs> oh boy. You got you got I got you gotta have some comebacks. You gotta have some comebacks. But I didn't leave her hanging. I, I, I helped I helped build her her, her uh, morale a little bit. <laughs> All right, verse forty five. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. Now, did this say any kind of man? It said a good man, right? Not a knucklehead, women. You, I don't know how many of you women here are not married, but if you're looking for a good man. This is These are qualities that you should be looking for. A good man. Uh, I, I know looks are important. I, I know they are. and, and um, But looks change. All right, I, I've gained weight. I've, uh, I, I, I went through a lot of changes, but my wife and I went through a lot of changes together. All right, so I'm, I'm grateful for that, okay? And just so happened I got a cutie pie at the same time. <laughs> but, but I was looking for quality. I was looking for quality. And, of course, you know, good looking, you know how it is. We, we still look for that. But, but don't base everything on just a good look because they change. You need quality. Women, you need a solid quality man. And men, you need a solid quality woman that it doesn't take a lot to please them. If you're not making $100,000 a year, they're going to leave you. I had a girl that left me, my last girlfriend before my wife. I just started out on my own. Um, uh, me and this, my boy, was. Uh, uh, I was renting a room. We were sharing an apartment together. And and I left my paste up on my dresser. And she said, you don't make enough money to keep me. Now, this girl didn't even have a job or her own place or car or nothing. I, I had a car. I'm sharing a place and I got a job and I worked overtime. I said, I'm just starting out on my own. I said, it's going to get better. 
I says, uh, but you know, you're willing to work together? And she said, you don't make enough money to keep me. And do you know what she did? She walked out and never came back. I said, you'll be sorry you did that. <laughs> I said, I said, you'll be sorry you did that. Well, she just showed me, I don't hate her, but she just showed me that she wasn't willing to put in any work. See, there's some people that don't want to work for nothing. They just want to look good in society. Well, that person is never going to be there for you. That person is going to bail out the first chance that they get. And you need to be mindful of that, all right, when you are uh, praying and searching and, and, and eyeballing candidates that you want to be uh, uh, potentially married to. And when she done that, let me tell you, she was fine. Boy, that was a fine woman. I said, my goodness. I said, you, you, you don't want to do that to a brother, do you? <laughs> I just said, okay, all right, and I, I saluted her, and you, okay, all right, you'll be sorry, and then I, then my next one I meet, I meet, I meet the woman that I marry. Here now we got a family together. We, we, you know, we, 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 we have pretty good jobs, and our children are looking good, and we're together, and then all of a sudden we, uh, just so happened, went to this this store. And it was a mom-pop store, not a chain store, but a mom-pop store. And who was, and I'm in there with my family, and, and who do we happen to see that's the cashier? Her. She was making less money than I was. I was like, wow. And she just looked at me and put her head down in shame. And I didn't trash her or nothing like that, but, you know, it was important for me to see that and for her to see that. You know, like, you know, we, we could have had something if you wanted it, but she didn't want it. So I'm glad and thankful that I dodged that bullet and that she did me a favor by leaving because the wife that I have now, listen, this is why I, the part of the reason why I love my wife so much is because of the qualities, the, the good qualities that are in her. And I would not be the man that I am today if I didn't have that type of wife that I married in my life. And I'm very grateful for that. And listen, those type of things are thorns in my flesh to help keep me humble, to help me appreciate the wife that I married. Does that make sense? Some, some say, man, Knight, you, you talk about your wife too much. Well, because she's my wife. I don't have two and three wives. I can't handle two and three. The one I have is more than enough, believe me. And, and she wouldn't have it no other way. <laughs> Yeah, she wouldn't have it no other way. And, and listen, and just to please the one is a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and and you got to focus in on the one. So to have a harem is just uh, it don't work, brothers. Don't do it. It just don't work. Don't don't try to have a harem. Just love the one you're with. All right, she's loving you back. She's working with you, and and she's easy to please. And and even when times get a little shaky, she's still there. You got a good one. And, and, and her head is not looking at every man that's walking by and wants them and that. And, and, and listen, and if you're making $10 an hour and she's still there, guess what? You go get a second job making $10 an hour. Now you're making $20. All right. And you do the best you can with what you got. Get educated so that you can make more money and to, to help uh, take the pressure off of her and your family so that uh, life becomes better. Listen, this is what a good man will do. All right? This this good man will always show you uh, that he loves you. 
and that he will provide for you and he will do the necessary things to make sure that you, that you're taken care of because he loves you. This is what a good man will do. And listen to me, women. All of you deserve that. Please hear me. You deserve that. And you might be married. And your marriage can still be better than what it is. And I have a very good marriage. And I'm still not satisfied. I know it can be better than what it is. Well, I got to get better. And I get better. My wife gets better as well. And we learn and practice appreciating each other. Is, is it a challenge? Yes, it is a challenge. Do we feel like doing it all the time? No, we don't feel like doing it all the time. But we do it. Amen? We do it. And we have been through a lot of tests together. And what we do, we stick together and we respect each other. All right? Now, these are things that you need to uh, look for in uh, looking for a candidate, okay, to, to, to marry. You need to look for these things. You don't need a guy that's going to be punching you in your head. Okay, I know looks are important. I do understand that. You know, you, you know, you, uh, I don't want to get on that one, but you already know. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get on that one now. Uh, you, woo, I, I wanted to say something, but it's not godly. <laughs> woo, boy, oh boy, I see some interesting ones. I'm like, boy, beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder, and that's okay. Listen, that's okay. There's nothing like a good, solid family and to see a husband and wife working together. That's important. And I believe, listen, all my heart, you deserve the best. And please, listen, tell yourself that. Father, I thank you for everyone that's listening. And I pray that, Lord, that the, the women that are single and the men that are single, Lord God, I pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus that you bless them with a God-loving, God-fearing man and woman of the opposite sex, Lord, and that they will serve you together, Lord God, and bless their finances, that they are in abundance, and that they have he uh, health insurances for the re rest of their lives, Lord God, and, and that they want and need for nothing, Lord God. They need for nothing, Lord God, and that you give them their heart's desire, Lord, and that they'll be excellent fathers and 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 excellent mothers, Lord God, to to their children, and they'll be excellent representation of you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you're in agreement with that, say Amen. Amen. Listen, and God will do that. He will. He will do that. I prayed for that. In my own life, and it happened for me. And it, and again, I shared before, I had some nice girls that, that I was interested in. And okay, it, oh, it just didn't work at the time, And but that's okay. All right, that's okay. I know that I have the wife that God has for me. And remember, you could be married to a good man or a good woman, and there's always room for improvement. Amen? Always. Never back off from that. Okay, never back off from that. You can always get better. Amen. All right. I, I tell you, I, I still get excited when I see my wife pull up from uh, work and she, she, she comes home and, uh, and comes through that door. I says, wow, she came back home to me. I said, it must be something there. Thank you, Lord, that she keeps coming back to me. And I catch her laying in my bed sleeping, knocked out on my side of the bed, too. 
I said, boy, thank you, Lord. You just, Lord, you just hooked me right up. Thank you, Lord, for the, for my wife that enjoys coming home to me. Listen, you don't need to be going home to somebody and you're miserable. No, you need to change that. And if you're mean to your spouse, you need to stop being mean. You need to stop being mean. And whatever is wrong and going on in your life, you need to deal with that. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to deal with the problem and stop being hateful and spiteful. You need to stop that because that does infect your children and people around you. I've seen some mean folks around. I said, why are you so mean and hateful? They're hurt. Hurting people hurt people. All right, let, let's finish reading some more. Verse 45. For a good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're going to stop right there. We'll pick up on Sunday, right, where we left off. But listen, relationship, listen. What is your thorn? Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> what is your thorn? What is your thorn? Solid relationships mean a whole lot. But that main relationship starts with you and Christ Jesus. That's where it starts. Listen, I can give you examples of a good marriage because I'm living one. Does that make sense? Now, if a person is not married, they can, they can read that, but not only, but they can't tell you, see, or show you. All right. See, not only I can read it, I can tell you and I can show you because I'm doing it. And the proof is my, my wife is very receptive to it. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, yeah, I really am. And some people look and scratch their head. I had one girl tell me, she said, wow. She says, you grew up right around me. And how did I let you slip through my hands like that? I, I said, I don't know, but I'm glad I, I'm glad for and thankful for what I have. <laughs> I'm glad and thankful for what I have. Why? Because they weren't looking for quality. Now, I still had mess in me like anybody else. I'm not, I'm not trying to come off like I'm Peter Perfect because I'm not. Uh, listen, the Bible says, all right, the songwriter of song, he looks beyond my faults and saw my needs. All right. Listen, and I'm grateful. And whatever mess that I had my wife in my life, not only God loves me, but my wife is loving me through that. She's watched me grow up, okay? And we have done this thing together. And this is what it takes. Listen, again, this is how we change the world, okay? This is how we change society. One family at a time, okay? It starts in you. you know, all you can do is keep doing your part. Now we get... Millions and billions of people doing their part. All of a sudden, we have a much better world. Does that make sense? All right, listen. It takes you to do that, but you got to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9 and 10 said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that Christ has been raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for with the mouth confession is made unto righteousness. 
You might have done that and went back on your word. You may have done that. I don't know. But Christ said he's back to the backslider. So repeat after me to accept the Lord as your Savior. And all these things can happen for you. You got to put work in. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior, Master, and Lord. Satan, you no longer have a stronghold on me. In Jesus' name, amen. Heaven rejoices when one soul gets saved. Hey, and so do I. Hey, listen, I appreciate it. I need you to share this on your page. Please share this on your page. For the ones that have been sharing and the new ones that have been sharing, thank you so much. All right, I appreciate that, okay? And also, we want to keep the Brown and the Moore family in prayer, okay? Uh, Richie, his, uh, his brother passed away. And continue to keep the Clark family in prayer, all right, with the passing of Sharon. And the Bayard and uh, the Bayard, Love, and Wilcox family, okay? Keep them in prayer. Donna, you're in our prayers that she had lost her mother. Her mother passed away. Her mother was saved, went to glory. Amen. All right, hey, listen, and so were the other ones that I believe, okay? Uh, listen, let's keep them in prayer because they're mourning, okay? Been doing a lot of funerals, and we've been keeping busy. I'm telling you, listen, people are dying of all ages. And my job is to help prepare you to meet your God and for you to live an excellent quality of life on this earth. Amen. Heaven smile upon you. Hey, pray to see you when? Sunday, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. If Christ don't come back, love you. Enjoy your week.